welcome everybody to the Chronic Pain Discovery Podcast. My name is Dee Twentyman and I'm also known as the Superconscious Collaborator. And um, this podcast is going to be looking at chronic pain and how your brain can make pain worse. Why am I doing it? Well, I've suffered with IBS and migraines on an almost constant basis from childhood into my late 30s. And I believed these constant companions were going to be with me for the rest of my life because I thought that I looked at every possible way to actually fight these and to regain my health and my life. I'd actually lost myself within that pain and the discomfort. And what I needed to do was to find myself again and to find joy in every day once again. That was a long time ago now, a long time ago. But what I now know is that healing ourselves naturally is more than possible with commitment and with knowing ourselves. So this podcast will be exploring and discovering the connections between thoughts, beliefs and expectations around things like IBS and other chronic pain conditions. So join me for this weekly podcast as we dive in to the workings of our mind to help heal ourselves from chronic pain conditions. So let's get started, shall we? We're going to talk about abdominal pain today because this is something that you might have been experiencing. I want to look at this because abdominal pain is a symptom of IBS and you might call it belly ache, stomach ache, cramps, whatever you want to call it, it can be often non-specific. And what that means is it can be associated with other conditions that have no connection to your belly or your stomach at all, but they create pain in that area. Okay. And the reason it's important to look at stomach pain is because there's a number of conditions that we can have that cause us to have stomach pain as well as the pain that is connected to your gastrointestinal tract. So we we need to find out that the pain in your belly is connected to IBS or is it connected to something else? And this correct diagnosis of any pain you experience is really important. So you're not dismissed as having IBS when it might be something else as well. So it's important to understand that the level of pain does not always reflect the severity of the condition that might be causing it. So for instance, you could have a mild condition such as trapped wind, viral gastroenteritis, that's not very nice, but not life-threatening okay and sometimes you can have mild pain or even no pain that can come with other more life-threatening conditions such as colon cancer or early appendicitis and you know we think of these kinds types of conditions as the ones that carry the most intense pain which is not strictly true especially at the beginning of the condition when you just first have it and you might not have even thought about going to the doctors for any diagnosis because you're unaware. 
Abdominal pain can also be caused by infection, a liver disease, renal disease. It can be caused by you ingesting toxins. It could be caused by bladder infection. And if you're female, it could be part of your menstrual cycle or ovulation. And for both men and women, it could be to do with your genital urinary tract, ulcers, perforations, maybe pancreas, hernia, or, or some kind of trauma. So I could go on and on, but it's a massive, massive intensive list. And it's really important to understand that abdominal pain can be a multitude of things, either separately or together. And because it's non-specific, your doctor is going to need to do further investigations to discover when your symptoms started, how long you've had them, is it minutes, hours, days, or even weeks and months? Because you might have had very low-grade pain for months, and they want to know where it's situated, what side of the body it's on, is it dull, is it sharp, is it steady, is it constant, is it cramping? Whether, whether the pain comes and goes, is it localised in one area or does it radiate out through the body? If your pain is related to inflammation, then they might want to check for things like peritonitis. Or is it in another place in your abdomen? Because there are other general symptoms that go along with abdominal pain. Things like fever, if you've been overly tired or extremely fatigued whether you have a feeling of just being off colour. You know, we often get that, don't we? We often think, oh, I've just felt meh for days. So that will be looked at as well. Have you had any sickness or any changes in your bowel habits? Um, they may also want to look at, is it more severe at certain times of the day? Does it ease when you sit, stand, lie down? And once again, if you're a woman, does it worsen during ovulation or menstruation? Because knowing the time and the pattern is going to be really, really helpful to diagnose the cause. And ruling out and honing in on the correct diagnosis means they can tell whether you do really have IBS or whether it's something else. So let's have a look at the more common causes that don't indicate serious disease. A bladder infection, food poisoning, indigestion, indigestion, a food intolerance. Maybe it's something like an intolerance to milk or dairy. It could be ovarian cysts if you're a woman. It could be gallstones excessive gas or kidney stones even, a hernia or something called pelvic inflammatory disease. Recurring pain can actually be caused by lots of different things. And there's another condition that causes abdominal pain and it's called strep throat. It's most often found in children and it can cause stomach ache for them. And also there's gastroenteritis, which is often called stomach flu. So it's a really good idea when you have any kind of abdominal pain, stomach pain, to avoid solid food for a day or so, to allow your stomach to rest, 
And it's also very important when you're avoiding food to avoid painkillers such as aspirin and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen and naproxen because these irritate the lining of the stomach and it's very, very important that you avoid taking them if you've not had anything on your stomach. They should always be taken after a meal to avoid the irritation to the lining of your gut. And, you know, obviously if your gut's going to be uh, irritated and especially if you take it every four hours, then you've got a chance of starting an erosion in the stomach and you don't want that. So yes, abdominal pain is part of IBS. It comes and goes, but abdominal pain can be also associated with everything I've just said. So it's very, very, very important before you come to a functional therapist like myself to make sure you have a proper diagnosis for IBS and you've ruled out everything else that it could possibly be. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that. Well, enjoyed maybe is probably not the right word to use, but I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it informative and I hope you found something that you can write down and keep and take note of just in case you experience something similar to this and that you can take it to your GP for investigation. So until next time. Thanks for listening and joining me here at the Chronic Pain Discovery Podcast. I would love you to subscribe and to share this podcast with others who you think might benefit from the topics that we cover. And I also encourage you to please share your comments as well. I'd love to know what you think. I also would love you to challenge your beliefs about what's possible for you by using the power of your mind to bring balance and harmony back into your life. So until next time, Have a great week.